Hello, this is Tyler Davidson. Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. Um, we are here today with Josh um, Hotzenpiller, founder and CEO of Juno, um, a, uh, a, a platform for events, uh, virtual, live, hybrid, you name it. Uh, thanks for joining us, Josh. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, and wow, we have a lot to cover, so I'll try to keep it succinct today because uh, you have quite the, the resume and uh and, and quite a, an industry thinker, I think. Um, but uh, let's start off with sort of uh, some of the, I guess, big news is uh, announced at IMAX America 2021 that you are um, teaming up with PCMA to um, service their, uh, I guess, uh, live virtual hybrid events. Why don't you tell everyone uh, more about uh, that relationship? Yeah, man, we're excited about it. You know, we did um, CL21. Um, just kind of going into the pandemic, uh, had a great experience with them and really spent the last year talking, you know, on, on bigger terms of where's the future going, you know, the old Wayne Gretzky skate to where the puck is going. Mm -hmm. And we talked just a lot about, you know, if we, if we do CL 22, you know, what do we really want to do? And, and ultimately what we arrived at was uh, we didn't want to just do a virtual experience for them. We really wanted to build their 365 platform that we call it a single destination platform, that, that single place you can go to for your events, your, your learning, your networking, your credentialing, uh, all in one location. And so we, uh, we, we pitched them on you know, that desire and ambition we had. They agreed with it. And so we are using CL22 as the launch uh, of their single destination platform um, and in a place that they'll use all year long for all their events, for all their learning, for all their on-demand content, et cetera. So we're really excited about it. And I, I know I'll be uh, going to uh, convening leaders. I actually just signed up today. Oh, um, <laughs> so for people who are there um, in person and virtually, uh, what can you tell them about uh, the, how the experience will unfold and, and uh, how Juno will be involved in delivering that? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously that, you know, we've got the, the, the web-based version. So laptop, desktop, you can be engaging in that wherever you are in the world, but we're also launching our, our companion app, which will be full of utilities for users. So uh, there'll be a stream uh, where people can post content, videos, you name it. Um, we'll have our trending engines for networking. So we'll be able to, in real time, be presenting new people to you that you should be knowing um, in the event that you're running late for a meeting or you decide your hotel room is awesome and you want to watch one of the <laughs> one of the spots in there, um, there's going to be seamless experiences between web and app, whether you're on site, whether you're remote. We're going to help you network with people that are there on site. We're going to help you network with people around the world. And another thing we're launching is regions, um, region uh, portals, if you will, um, mm -hmm. or microsites. Okay. So if you're a part of a region, say Rocky Mountain region or wherever it might be, you're going to have your own environment where you can message and talk inside of that portal. And then if you want to swipe left, your, your chat will open up to the global portal. So you'll be able to have some focused conversations inside your region. You'll be able to have some, we'll call those kind of, uh, you know, mac, mic, micro, and then you'll have the macro ones where you can talk all over the place. Um, so look for big networking opportunities. Uh, look for a lot of different um, utilities of the app where you can engage with with tools and opportunities using whether it's your app or your laptop. 
um, and uh, and look for just that, that networking to really be strong this year using the tools. Yeah, and I just got to say, you know, having covered the industry for so long, it's a real feather in your cap to get uh, to partner up with someone like PCMA because they are always on the cutting edge and really, you know, their prime objective is to showcase to um, their their members and attendees, meeting professionals, um, sort of the state of the art of meetings. So that's a quite an accomplishment. Well, thank you. You know, it's um, like anything you want to you want to push the boundaries and you want to do well and you want to say, you know, we kind of have the old saying, what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. And uh, we just keep saying that over and over, whether it's our business or anyone else's, you know, it's we've come this far, but there's a long way to go and, and we're excited to keep pushing it. So thank you for that. And we we care deeply about them as an organization and as a people. And uh, we expect to have a really great experience in January. Awesome. Well, let's uh, kind of back out of, of Juno just a bit. And, um, you know, in preparing for this, uh, of course, um, I've got your bio and and it's it's very interesting. Um, you know, just, you're, I guess you're described as a, a thought leader on human connection. And I guess that that is kind of what all of uh, what we do is about. A, a TEDx alumni, a U.S. Department of State speaker ambassador. Um, why don't you kind of fill in some of the other stuff you've done and maybe uh, build on, on what I've mentioned there? Man, it's it's been a, a wonderful adventure and journey for me. Um, uh out of left field enough. I mean, my, my back, my original background is son of a preacher kid and actually went to theology school really? and started a church when I was 23 years old in San Diego and uh, grew it to a, a thousand regular people coming to church. And really from that, learned the importance of just giving back and investing in, in communities and people. Um, so I ended up starting a software company called Profits for Purpose, where we helped uh, primarily Fortune 5,000 companies um, give back. Uh, and through it all, I, I found myself, whether it was in the, the faith-based world or the marketplace, everything I was doing was about human connection. Mm -hmm. um, so I was invited to speak uh, at a TEDx on, on human connection. Um, I had also started a company called Wisdom Capture, where we go in and film um, the wisdom of organizations and transfer it through the organization. Um, so I had done all these things with really connecting people, whether it was with uh, a place of worship, whether it was at the film agency, whether it was a software, and ultimately ended up just talking on the the importance of human connection, how it's possible, how it's important, uh, how we need to fight for it uh, because it matters. Um, and then from there, there was a, a, a yeah a, a guy from the State Department that that runs their global speakers bureau, and he just said, "Man, Josh, like we we need entrepreneurs from America around the world representing us." And so I was invited into that adventure and, um, you know, man, listen, it's been a wild ride. I, we were running our software companies, COVID hit, we spun yeah. up Juno. So my life is kind of one adventure of kind of what's next and, and making sure that we build uh, quality, sustainable companies and um, that, that make real impact in people's lives. Well, and then speaking of human connection, there's been very little of that in the last year and a half. Um, so, and then also talking about what's next, I mean, how do we get that human connection back? And then the journey that we've been on for better or worse for the past year and a half, two years, how will that play out in the future of the meetings industry? And then also, you know, in person versus virtual versus hybrid meetings, 
where are we going from where we're at now? Where we, uh, where we, what's our destination? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the first thing to, to pause and give ourselves a little bit of credit with is, you know, physical human connection paused. Uh, but but that's not what human connection is. Human connection is vulnerability, is a vulnerability exchange. So, for example, you know, let's go back to a time before I was around. And, and let's go back to maybe, you know, uh, World War One, World War Two. I'm reading a book right now on, on Winston Churchill. And, you know, I would be willing to bet that when a when a soldier got a, a letter from a mom, dad, partner, spouse, they felt very connected to that human because there was a vulnerability exchange. And I think what we need to do is be careful to remind ourselves of what human connection is and what it's not. Because frankly, you could spend an entire day with another human being in the same room and not connect. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to remember that like human connection is an exchange of vulnerabilities. It's an exchange of, of humanity. Um, and that can be done by writing. It can be done by talking. It can be done by touching. It can be all sorts of different things. Yeah. So I think we need to make sure that we have a a um, a depth to the to the phrase, so we don't just go, "Oh, I was at this event with people and I connected with them." Did you connect with them, or were you in the same room with them? Uh -huh. So one of the things I always think it's important to talk to people about is, you know, connecting is powerful, and if you learn how to do it, you can do it over a podcast. Yeah, uh, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, how many times have we we got? hooked into a podcast and the characters that are, that are fictitious, they're not even real and we're connected to them, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think the beauty of human nature is learning the art of um, going first on vulnerabilities, sharing challenges, sharing opportunities and building relationships. And so what is the future? I think the future is getting back to the EQ of life the emotional intelligence of life, not just the, you know, the intellectual intelligence of life. Mm -hmm. So as we go into this next future, whether it's software, whether it's speaking, whether it's writing, whether it's new ideas, I think we got to ask ourselves a question, how is this emotionally connected with my audience? How's it bringing transformation in their life and therefore making them want to engage more with me and my brand? You know, and maybe like, um, you know, to connect, um, you need to, I guess, in a, in a broad sense, speak a language, um, but that's only the platform where you begin, right? There's much deeper things you use with that language to form that connection. Is that where we're at with sort of this virtual environment? And, you know, we're talking about what you do, what everyone does. People think of it in terms of just a, a platform, but it sounds like you're really thinking much deeper than that and really leveraging that platform to accomplish much more than uh, just uh, some sort of a digital bits and bytes flowing uh, through the uh, the universe. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not interested in building a platform that's a um, virtual, you know, venue alone, and it's a race to the bottom of transaction. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested in a platform that people go, Man, I use this thing all the time. I can like I talked to a guy yesterday from a from an from a big networked organization. We talked about man, we should be taking content and and dropping it quarterly and 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 the software goes in, it grabs a new cohort of 40 people that you have things in common with and says, "Hey, 
over the next 90 days, journey through this content with each other, get to know each other. These are all new people for you to know. And part of the value proposition we're going to bring to you is every quarter, we're going to drop you into a new network of people to, to look at content. Because the value proposition of an of a association or an event is education and networking. Well, yeah. we should be doing that year round and we should be offering, you know, the intelligence behind being able to connect people and bring them together. So no, I'm, I believe that the, the, the more software can connect people together, um, you know, look at, look what happened in the dating world, man. I mean, yeah, 85% of relationships happen online. Right. But you know, it's like, well, was that a human connection? You know, was that real? Of course it was. And then it turns into the physical connection. Yeah. So I think we have to remember there's a difference between human connection and physical connection. They're both imperative. And how do they play together? And I think that's very similar with software. There's a there's an ability to connect people that ultimately drives them to a physical connection at an event. And they're better for it. They've got more progress in the relationship because they've used technology. But ultimately, when they do meet together physically, it's even more rich. And how does uh, Juno and, and your um, software, your platform, kind of strive to do that? In in what in what it does? How how are you kind of set apart from others, maybe um, in your space? Yeah, so we we use um, tag based AI, and so think of tags as we 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 call them declared and discovered. So whenever you come on to Juno's platform, you're going to declare the things that you're interested in and by, by selecting, self-selection. You know, so I'm interested in leadership. I'm interested in mountain biking. I'm interested in red wine, whatever it might be that's congruent with the organization. Our software tags you with those. And now we immediately have a data set to tag you with other people that have those things in common. But then it goes a step further where there's discovery, right? Like all of a sudden... You said you were interested in wine, but you've read four beer articles and commented on, on it. Well, wait a minute. Now you're interested in that too. Those are your discovered tags. So we take your declared tags, your discovered tags, and then we have a weighting system behind it. And that begins to create kind of that machine learning AI that builds a profile on you that we can then say, hey, Josh, like there's this other person, persons in the, in the, in the association or the event or the, the, the network that has all these things in, in common with you too, based on your declared and your discovered, you guys should connect. So that's a big thing that we do is it's not just transactional. It's actually getting in there and, and connecting with the people that, that you have things in common with based on your declared and your discovered tags. Really interesting. Uh, that's pretty deep. Uh, you know, and it, there is so many different uh, sort of product offerings and platforms out there and, and I think everyone, at least, you know, all the meeting professionals, all the planners, a lot of them were just kind of thrown into this a year and a half ago, have learned so much, but there's still a lot of questions out there. Um, there's a lot of questions about, you know, what, um, you know, what should I look for as far as like a value for my organization? How much should I spend? You know, what should any organization look for when they're shopping for a technology to support their people coming together online? You know, I, I think the first thing you got to do, it's think about it like a relationship, whether it's a partner or marriage. Uh, the first thing you have to find out is, do I want to go through hell and high water with this person? Because nothing's going to go perfect. Yeah. 
It just isn't, especially in a, in a disruptive digital world. Mm -hmm. And so I think the first thing you want to ask yourself with is, do I buy into the values of this, of these people? Uh, because no, it's funny. Um, I was just at IMAX and we had customers that used us um, for one event and they used somebody else for another event. And then we had new customers that we met and there was one thing everybody had in common. They were dissatisfied with the tech provider they used. Mm -hmm. Everyone was. And I kept telling them, listen, this is a very stressful, unknown, chaotic space. And to expect perfection it, with, with everything that's going on is going to be difficult. I think you always got to ask yourself the question, do I want to go through the learnings and the ups and downs with these people? That's mm -hmm. step number one. Step number two, is this person going to enhance my value proposition? My value proposition is I'm going to connect and educate you. Is the software mature and progressing in a way that goes, man, I think we can even do more connection and more education because of this software. If it's a transactional one, I think it's the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, the third, and the third one is it, is it cutting edge? I mean, there's, there's software that's been out there for a long time. It's, it, you know, I got a chance to see a lot behind the scenes of a lot of our competitors and some of the industry leaders and to their own point, they're like, man, we're just not progressing at the pace we need to. So I think it's people, uh, and, and it's it's value proposition and it's progressive of progressive software, the big things I would be looking at. And then you're going to, of course, have to look at price. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, whether you spend a lot or a little, you still got to deliver on these things that are so important. And so I, I think price is real. I think it matters. But I think in the, in the whole focus of everything, it's, man, are these the right people? Are they enhancing my value proposition? Are they progressing uh, in the space? And then does the price match uh, all the, the, the previous uh, three that I mentioned? And I suppose it's like any sort of software technology, you're going to learn more about what you really need as the journey progresses. Well, you know, software changes so fast, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I had a chance, again, to look at some of the maybe some of the more core tech that's been in the space for the last decade and just kind of go, whoo, man, that just didn't progress fast enough. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I, I ran a custom software agency for nine years and gosh, the, the rapid software development needed was unreal. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being in a place where you, you can pivot quickly and emerge quickly is just imperative. Great. So, well, let's let's I guess jump back into a little bit more of a, an esoteric uh, sort of forward looking uh thing. Uh, you know, the new year is coming up and um, and talking with some of your folks before we set this up. Um, they were saying, oh, uh, you know, Josh has this uh, great sort of mantra to um, for meeting planners who want to really accelerate into the new year. And it involves go slow, say no, let go. Um, you know, as we uh, close this out, what does that mean? And uh, what's your advice for people as we uh, jump into uh, 2022? Well, I, I think that we always have to create space. Um, and often we find ourselves completely spoken for with our bandwidth. And so I think there's some, there's some frameworks we can go through, you know, which is to, there's certain things we just need to say no to. You know, we've been saying yes to it for too long and it's, it's been disruptive in our lives and we need to say, hey, I'm saying no to that. Maybe it's a business relationship. Maybe it's a Maybe it's a, a fool's errand where you're just like, I got to stop doing that. It's just not returning. So 
it's always good to stop in your life and go, what are things in my life that I'm doing that's taking up space that I need to say no to? Mm-hmm. Um, what are things I need to, I need to go slow on? Um, there's some things that I, I, I may be rushing into and I need to actually kind of go slow on it um, and, and actually do some more research and, and, and not rush into it. And then I think the, the big one is to let go. Um, you know, there's, there's certain things that are just out of our control and it's consuming us. And we got to let go of it. And when you do these things, when you say no, when you go slow and you let go, you start to create space, mental space, emotional space, creative space. And you can use that space uh, to to progress and mature whatever it is that mission that you're working on. So something I try to do regularly is go, man, Josh, what do you need to stop doing? Because there's always something you need to stop doing. Mm -hmm. Josh, what do you need to pump the brakes on here a little bit uh, and just give a little bit more time? And Josh, what do you got to just let go of because it's completely out of your control and it doesn't need to be consuming your brain space up. And those are things that I do practically to create more space to achieve more things. Wow. Yeah. It must be particularly hard with a, with a guy like you who's like a serial entrepreneur and, uh, you know, really kind of a, a deep thinker on human connection, huh? Well, it is. The, the, the upside is there's always something I need to let go of. <laughs> Uh, but the challenge is, yeah, man, I love to push. I love to yeah. create. I love to run and it's fun to do it. And so, um, it is, it's a part of the reason I came up with that mantra was because I just gotten myself in a situation where I'm like, man, Josh, you're just, you can get too focused on, um, the illusions of things and, and not really focused on the progression of things. And so it's so important to just pump the brakes on that. Well, excellent. Well, thanks for your time today, Josh. Oh my gosh, the pleasure was mine. It really was. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll have to uh, have to say hi and uh, see what you're up to at uh, PCMA Convening Leaders. Oh man, a hundred percent. Listen, we'll we'll have a, a booth down there. I'll be out and about all over the place. So please come up and and again, this is the whole point, right? We now have a relationship, and when I do meet you in physical, it'll only be enhanced based on this human connection that we just shared over the last twenty two minutes. So true. So true. All right. Thanks, Josh. Um, that was uh, Josh um, Hodson-Piller, the uh, founder and CEO of Juno. Um, thanks for joining us, Josh. And thanks for all of you out there for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. If you're interested in more of the podcasts we've done, just uh, head on over to meetingstoday.com um, and you'll notice our podcast section on our homepage um, full of all sorts of interesting podcast interviews with um, thought leaders who are impacting the meetings industry. So thanks for joining us today and whatever you're up to with the rest of it, um, go out and have a good one. Thank you. 